get it? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Uh, well, good morning. Good morning. It's afternoon. It's. I've been sitting waiting for you for thirty minutes. Oh, how does it feel? Well, if how does I had, it feel? No, you know what I was thinking. I was like, if I had known I had thirty extra minutes, I would have fixed my hair. How does it feel? It's, it's annoying, a, it's right? It's annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying, right? It's yeah. really annoying. I'm glad. Sometimes I like when it happens to you. <laughs> Dude, one time I told her no during sex, and dude, you should have seen. I'm like, where is this story going? I go, I go, I go, I go. I told her, I'm not in the mood. I'm tired, and she was like, "What?" Like, dude, I felt the tides, and the, I mean, everything. My whole power dynamic changed, and I thought to myself, okay, if I could just say no more, I could take charge of this shit. But I just couldn't say no again. It just happened to be I was sick. I wasn't feeling well. Renee was into it. No, it's just like, like you say, you have the dick on deck at all times. I, I know. And then I even went, no. Like I, like I was disgusted too. Like I even gave her like the, <laughs> Ugh, no. And I just, dude, I'm not kidding you. Like she jumped. She was like, what? <laughs> like the tides changed. And if, if men could just learn to say no, we would take over again. <laughs> we would completely take over again. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. So Rick has set us up with a whole new system here. Yes. And now actually, I think I realize how obnoxious my laugh is because as you were telling that story, I could hear my laugh in my own ear. Could you? Because <laughs> I can't bit. hear shit. So yeah. now we have to wear these, these ear pods and then see, that's why you're doing this because you're having well, trouble. Because I don't have my hair down. So like, why can't we just little... switch the ear pods so we can hear each other? Can we do that? I can hear you. I know, but I can't like that. Oh, you sound better. Give me that one. Give me no, that no, one. No, give me that one. Yeah, give me that one. Oh, Rick said we both sound better. I know. I don't care if anybody okay. sees it. But wait, that, does this one go in this ear? Yes. Yes. See, that's better for me. Is that how? I don't know how they fit. You can't because y'all both have them in the right ear. One has to go in the left. You go in the other one, dork. That way you can hear me in this ear. Rick, can you hear us? Did we screw it up? I don't know if Rick can hear us. Hold on. Let I me can hear you. Oh, oh no, I we're can. good. It's weird to see Rick now, finally. Like, he used to just be this ghost behind a computer. Now uh, now, now we can actually... See how quick I stopped cutting? It's too hard to cut live. Yeah. Oh, oh, is it too no. hard to cut live? So Rick was... Yeah. Oh, I want to try it, Rick. I want to stab at it. Um, Rick is cutting the this episode. You or did want to stab at it. That's where this whole show started. <laughs> it's exactly how it started. Go ahead. It. No, Rick was going to cut this episode live as opposed to after I'm aware the fact. Of that. But now you like pick on him too much that he can't focus on his job. No, it's not that I pick on him. I, I just think that we talk so fast and that it's right, Rick, that it's hard to kind of go back and forth between, well, who's talking and who's. Yeah. Like right there. He should have cut. Okay. Can we just talk about this cut. weekend? Okay. Can we talk about this weekend? Do you want to? Do you want to thank our sponsors? Do we want to actually welcome people to this episode? Yes, of course. Let's welcome people to the episode. Go. <laughs> Go. Oh no, welcome. We just we had such a big weekend. I was so excited to like sit around this table and catch up with you about it because for most of both nights, you and I were running in like different directions. I didn't. I didn't see you as much. We were definitely. Um, Running in different directions, and you definitely had a job. Well, so if you missed it, we filmed a Netflix special this weekend. Steve's six. Did we ever one hour 
comedy special for Netflix, which will air on Netflix. And it is Simple Man. It's here on my cup. Simple um, Man. It was it was really cool because, you know, first of all, thank you to Rick and Gigi and and you know, it, it has been a a journey uh-huh. to get here. Yeah. Um, to not talk about the special, but to talk about things like that, so that people realize, like. At, you know, I am learning that at every level, there are still obstacles to overcome. Yeah. Right. Like you sit there and you go, well, you know, gosh, Rick, you know, we're going to we're going to we'll produce this thing ourselves. Where's the money going to come from? How are we going to figure it out? How are we going to do this? Right. And, right. and you know, thank God for Rick, who is uh, an amazing Emmy Award winning producer, director, editor, the whole thing. Friend. Friend. You know, Rick has helped us kind of put out the other three or two that we put out, right? My life in quarantine. Um, I was, speak wife. And I speak wife. And, you know, we were able to, to bootstrap that, pull it off, you know, round up the right people, do things on a budget uh, because it was coming out of our own pocket, yeah. right? But you sit there and you go, golly, man, when am I going to get to to the, the Netflix uh, level so that now I'm not paying for it, right? And then you go... Oh, oh, and okay, you know, Renee's never directed, she's produced, let's get her to co-direct. Yeah. And then Renee co-directed. And then, well, the next one, let's let Renee co-direct. But you learned, right? You learned more I watched. and more yeah. and watched. And then we sit there and we go, okay, we finally got Renee to direct and we finally got money from Netflix to shoot this thing. Well, there wasn't enough money. <laughs> So (laughs) it was, it was like, okay, well now we're paying for a special again. Yeah. Like it is, which I think is, hold on. Let me go back a step. I'm sorry. Did they give us enough money? Yes. But we wanted it to look and feel, um, Netflixy. Yes. But also like just the, the way things, Yes, we wanted it to be the best, most amazing quality that meets all of the standards and the standards for two years from now so that this special still can live on. But also, when you get this budget from the time you sign the contract to the time you actually film, there's inflation and you don't know the cost exactly that things are going to come in at. And it just grows. It, it just, I mean, it grows and it grows and, and, but there's still so many obstacles to overcome. And I've noticed that in my career that every single level, you know, you sit there and you go, God, man, if I could just get to theaters. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, that way, once I get to theaters, you know, you, you eliminate the comedy clubs, you eliminate the BS that comes with the comedy clubs, you go to theaters and then you're good. Well, there's a whole list of BS that comes with theaters mm-hmm. and then you can't get rid of that BS until you maximize those theaters and then take control back. Well, as soon as that happens, you go to arenas and then the fuckery starts again, <laughs> right? Like it, it, it never, you know, it never ends. Yeah. And, and I just want it's people, so I just want people to realize and, and to, you know, they might look at us and go, Oh, they made it. There's never this like perfect plateau <laughs> where <laughs> everything aligns. And- I, don't, I, mean, I mean, I think Chappelle is kind of there. Um, you know, my manager also handles Fluffy. Um, and, and, and I'm learning that even at Fluffy's level, a guy that sells Dodger Stadium out twice, he still had to fight for things he wanted. 
Yeah. And it's like, dude, I, I mean, at what point do people go, hey, we trust what you do and how you do it. And you're very, very successful. We would like to let you do it the way you want to do it. Yeah. At what point? I, I, I don't mean, know I if there's that ever. As, as much as we talk about. Sorry, go ahead. Rick wants to say something. Were you, yeah. Oh, I thought you. Yeah, you look like you were. You look like you were going to say something, Rick. For no, some reason, I can't hear Renee. Oh, Renee said that, that we were waiting for you to say something. You look like you were going to say something. No, well, I'll say this: in terms of doing the last two specials, it's hard to deny your numbers. That's the one thing. Whether or not, let's just speak subjectively. Are you funny or not? That's a subjective thing. What's not subjective is your numbers. When you look at how many people watch these last two specials, you can't argue that. So then when it came down to it, Renee, you directing this, is there anything you would have done differently from a looks, from a camera or anything? You know, I think Netflix gave the, the leeway to, to have your vision really creatively. Yes. Creatively. They definitely gave us the vision that we wanted. And I think um, Renee did a wonderful job. I don't know if I delivered what I wanted you to deliver. Yeah. But I'm hoping that we got a similar look and feel. Yeah. You know, because I am storytelling. I am, um, I, I built characters in my set. Yeah. Um, there it's my dad, it's my mom, it's my wife, it's, you know, us as kids. There's so many characters that, that I do that I wanted it to feel like you were meeting all of those characters on a, on a camera yeah. level. Yeah. You know, I, I will also say um, that I, I do appreciate the steps and the struggle to get there. Do you know what I mean? Because um, it, we were good. All of us were good. Like, I felt like we were, we were very professional. I felt like we, we really moved in a, in a way that, that between me, you, and Renee, Rick, we moved in a way that and Brian and Brian and, and just every, the whole team, yeah. the whole team as a whole, I felt like really moved. I mean, you should have seen Lori dude. Lori looked like a little executive, you know, she had her little jacket on and, and her little comfy, but stylish boots. And <laughs> she had two ear sets in and she'd have her little glass and her, her laptop. And she's like, okay, just walking around. Just you're fired. Get the fuck out of here. And, I don't like the way you look at Steve. Get your, don't look at him. No eye contact. Ten push-ups. And she was just like fucking walking around, just kicking ass. You, choke yourself. Like, it was yeah. crazy the way she was running shit. No, but every really... You know what? That was the thing is like for me, because going into it, I was super nervous. I felt like I could um, breathe easier after Friday night. But the thing I took away from the experience was I just felt so supported through the whole thing. Um, me directing it. You, your performance, like everyone who came on board to work on this production. It was amazing. And, you know, get from Gary Cannon to the warm up to, you know, I don't think we could have done it with Deanna without, without Deanna. Without yeah. You know, De Deanna, my old manager, yeah. you know, I really felt like she really had a grasp and a control of of what she was doing. Yes. She took over you that know. position and she filled that void afterwards. After the second show, she gave me a big old hug when I walked off stage and she said, you were going to try and do this without me. And I said, I like, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, cause we, she was kind of like at the last minute we called her and she came, but I, 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 I didn't know how to act. I didn't know. I, man, I, you know, I was so 
overwhelmed, appreciative. Yeah. Um, there was moments where I was like, act like you've been here before. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I, I didn't want to, I, I felt like I couldn't stop saying thank you. <laughs> like well, I just to everybody, like you everybody know, wanted it, to be so great at what they were doing for us. And that was like such an overwhelming feeling. But, but that's another reason I'm very proud of but our like, team. Even as I say it, I want to No, but that's why I'm proud of our team. I, you know, Rick and I have talked about it in the past. Like we do not create a hostile environment, right? I think Rick is, is, is smart enough. And I don't know if he's always been this way. I can tell that Rick is stressed because I know Rick, but he's also professional enough and smart enough to know that if he shows that he's nervous and flustered, uh-huh. then it, it goes downhill, right? Uh-huh. Everybody feels it. Yeah. But, you know, again, getting all those other shows under our belt, I think made us all a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And, yeah. you know, we bring a very happy environment. I, I have been on a million shows and a million sets where the star of the show is in charge of the feel of things, right? Sets the tone. Sets the tone. And I, I always told myself, I don't want to be that. Yeah. Right? I want people to feel comfortable. That when they walk in, people sort of... Yeah, yeah. People yeah. like, oh, you know, and, and it's uncomfortable. And, and yeah. there was a moment where, where a little bit of, of my neurosis, if you will, got, got a little... Um, like when I grabbed the vacuum cleaner, like I was like, I was like, why isn't this vacuumed? And I didn't want to be the guy that was like, who's the vacuum job guy? Where the fuck is he? Like, I didn't want to be that guy. So I was like, I'll just do it. Rick actually made a comment to me the next day. He noticed you with the vacuum and he was like, why is Steve vacuuming? But well, cause I was like, I'll just vacuum it myself because I want it fixed. But I also don't want to be the boss. That's like, where's the vacuum guy. And then Lori's like, oh, somebody's fucking fired. Come here. And then like, choke yourself. You, are you the vacuum guy? Kill yourself. Right. Um, 30 push-ups vacuum guy, you know, but, but I think, you know, I think that we try to create this, this very comfortable environment, you know? Yeah. And, and that is, I, I work, I try very hard to create that. Do you, do you, Rick, do you try to create that in the same thing? You have to, I mean, because it, problems that seem small in the beginning can get larger and larger and larger. And it's only compounded if you start stressing everyone out. And I'll say this to, to the credit of the team that you put together, it starts with you, you get there, you thank everyone. I mean, most people who are screwing in sets don't get to hear thank you, but you, you say thank you to everyone. You wouldn't thank everyone. And then all the way down, I don't want to say down because Renee, you were directing it, but, but to Renee, the fact that your voice was so calm during the shoot and one of the cameras went down on the monitor, you couldn't tell that anything was a problem. And that, you, Wait a minute, the camera went down? What the fuck? No, no, no. I, I, don't worry. We, 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 uh, it was recording, it we just it was couldn't recording see in the it. box. But we couldn't see it in the box. See, we, gotta do this, we gotta do this all again next week. So don't <laughs> worry. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, because we're recording in the box, it's not that big of a deal, but it could be if you don't know. And so Renee handled the stress of like, hey, let's try and get this. And we have people to deal with it, you know? And then um, you can always tell what kind of set it is, especially after show one, when every camera, every assistant camera, every grip and lighting, they're all smiling. Never happens unless you have a good team. You have to. And, and you know, it's funny. One of the things that I learned early on, you know, um, our mutual friend, Sean Simler, Sean Simler 
want like his dream was to become a lighting guy for a band. Like that's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what he does. He's very, you know, Sean, uh, Rick, he's yep. very, very good at it. And that's the moment that I realized like, these are not just camera operators. These are not just set builders. These are not just the lighting guy. Yeah. This is not just, these are people that take real pride in being in that business. Yeah. And being very good at it. So, you know, I wanted to use words like, thank you for your talent. I would tell them, thank you for your talent. Thank you for the time, the effort. And you looked at the set and it was built perfect. Yeah. And that was another thing that was overwhelming for me is that, you know, this set looked like a million dollars. You know, so so we have Trey here. Trey, from from the audience, did the set look like a million dollars? I mean, it it was unbelievable to me. What was was there a moment where you walked in and you were like, oh, oh, it's a show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen clubs. It's it's different than seeing a show at a comedy club. Yeah, but even like. Baby, the I, I mean, again, because we haven't had a chance to talk much in different places. The camera assistant. So, like, you know, we had them. Um, we had all the camera guys. There were nine cameras. We had them labeled as A through E, whatever. And I just, when we showed up that day, I got the camera guys by name as opposed to letter. So the camera assistant went and he got some tape. He wrote all their names. And instead of A, B, and C, he put each of their names taped to the monitor. So I had them. It was too dark in there. So they adjusted the light for me. He looked at my phone, saw what kind of phone I had, had a charger there for me. Like, I mean, and I, none of it asked for just like, but, but it's also been, it's been, um, you've always said it about me that, that I am, uh, I, I like to find stray dogs, you know, and, and I, I bring them in, right? Uh-huh. It's been years of finding the right stray dogs. <laughs> Does that make sense? You find some stray dogs and you go, ooh, that one bites. We gotta get, <laughs> That's we gotta, Timmy. That's yeah. Timmy. <laughs> we gotta get rid of that one, right? Um, but but you know, even I wanna I wanna give a shout out to Floyd. I mean, even our driver oh my God. Who, who we used to drive was so detail oriented and took such pride in his work. And yeah, and when you when you when you gather humans around you that that the only way I can be successful is to gather people around me who who number one see the vision and 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 can share in the dream of what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? And what we are trying to accomplish. Instead of, well, you just work for me. I well, I was know, gonna say I just want them to all know that we like I'm still trying to I can't do it without and call it. everyone and thank everyone because I just want them to know that we felt it. We felt all of the love I, I so cannot, so much so deeply and we appreciate I, it. I literally cannot do it without yeah. you know, from I and I'm gonna forget somebody, but from Deanna to you to Lori to Rebecca to Mike to Rick and his team. And your mom. Uh, my mom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Floyd, I mean, just everybody, uh, Timmy, Kyle, everybody's willingness to do their job to the best of their ability yeah. made it easy for me. And, and for me, you know, I kept getting, oh my God, are you nervous? Oh my God, are you worried? I'm like, no, it, I, I'm not nervous and I'm not worried. What I hated the most uh-huh. was being, like, I didn't get to enjoy it because it was... Go say hi to your friends and family at this time. Go, uh, we need to see a shirt. 
uh, we got to put the lapel. We need you on stage. Uh, go sit in hair and makeup. Like, and I'm like, I just want to hang, man. I mean, can I say that that's, that's what's tricky, I think, that a lot of people don't realize. Like, if you work on a production, a film set, like, that's one thing. But to be filming a live event and it's your show and just you, it's, like, so multi-layered and there are so many things going on for you like you're not just but, in it for the production well my biggest priority is the fan that is my, that is my number one biggest priority and you and i had to keep finding the balance of that what and worked for production my, my concern was these this is their night out and i need to give them a show yeah right and that's why you know and i, and I now see that it probably would not have worked that's why we did the mariachis on friday because i wanted people to 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 leave a taping and go, that was awesome. Yeah. Right? Because I've left tapings and I went, fuck, why did I come to this? And if you were at the live taping on Saturday, you did not see the mariachis, which was such a great thing, but having to filter in two shows and get people's butts in their seats on time but, to have mariachis in between, I think would it was just, it would have been too but much. But even the Tobin Center, all the employees at the Tobin Center, they wanted to impress. They wanted to do their jobs. Yeah. Right. And they did. They went over and above for us. We had a little after party. Yeah. Um, which was great. And I think, I think for the most part, and and I'm I'm saying this because uh, uh, I don't know. Lori's gonna look up as soon as I say it. I think for the most part, friends and family were very gracious and easy to deal with, and and truly understood the moment. Yeah. You know, I, I think in the past, um, whether it be Waco or or other shows we've done mm -hmm. where people just, there was something about this special, this moment that, that I think everybody's feeling like, ew, he's big time. Uh, yeah, I think everyone picked up on the vibe that it was a big effing deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Did you, Trey, did you feel that way? Or <laughs> Oh, it's going to be like that. Yeah. But, but, you know, and I, I also felt that, which, which is um, a really cool feeling of like, oh, man, this special is special. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to do, this is going to, this is going to do for my career leaps and bounds what anything's ever done for my career. Yeah. You know, and you, and you, you, you I think you felt it that night. I think you felt like, it's like watching your one-year-old take that first step. That, uh, yes. Like, you're like, yes. you did it. Yes. And I felt that way for both of us too. I was like, we did it. Like we did it. We and, did it. And we did do it. And, and, you know, we get there and Rick, such a class act. He made Renee a director's chair. I was just about to say it was the best. That was like the sweetest, most thoughtful, like it never even crossed my mind. That was awesome. It Thank never you, crossed Rick. my mind. And now she has it at but the dinner table. But we didn't even table. say what it was. Rick made me. <laughs> Rick. It's at the dinner table. She just sits there with the director's seat. Someone told me they were like, you're going to have to have your dinner table custom made to be higher so you can put your director's chair. I want a little miniature table. one for Lori right next to her. <laughs> and then Lori's like, don't look at her. Don't make eye contact, no, bitch. But Rick had a director's chair made for me. And in the back, it's got my name. It doesn't say Captain Evil. It says my actual It should have said Captain Evil, Rick. You're better than that. It. And then no. I, like, I like it because, you know, Rick and I both enjoy a fine whiskey. Um, yeah, we yeah. always got the one up here. Dude, it was so, up it was so perfect. And I tell uh, you what, I, I, I will, I will reveal <laughs> the perfectness of it. 
There is not a time that I walk into a liquor store where I do not look for a Blanton's, right? You just look for it because if they're selling it, I'm going to buy it, right? Because they're liquor so store. hard to come by? They're very hard to come by. Very hard to come by. Yeah. They, they will not sell them to you. Sometimes they will sell them to you, but they will open them. They and will then not, does that mean you have to use it in a certain amount of time? They like, don't want you to resell it. So they, they pop it and open all the wrapper and they give you the bottle open to drink. Gotcha. They don't give it to you, right? So I forget where we were at. I walk into a liquor store and I go, I go, is that Blanton's up there? And the guy's like, yes, one per customer. That's it. Yeah. And I go, one per customer? They go, that's all we're doing. So I'm like, okay. I buy one. I run outside. I get Jenny Sanchez. I'm like, here's some money. Go buy a Blanton's. I go over to, <laughs> I go over to uh, Brian Hart. I go, here, go buy some Blanton's, right? So he yeah. buys the Blanton's. So I, I immediately was like, fuck yes. I got Rick's gift. Yeah. Like, this is what Rick's going to get. I know I got his gift. The other one is to donate to Helicopters for Heroes. And then the other one is for my bar. Yeah. But I knew it. And I was like, I can't wait to give this to Rick. Like, it's awesome. I know he's going to love it. I, I just, it's the, it is the gift that is perfect for the moment. For Rick, it was, it was perfect. Yeah. Well, I get there on Friday uh, and Rick is holding an 18-year crown. And I'm like, gotcha, bitch. I mean, I got something better. So it was just really cool. Um, to be able but to Rick's to still shaking his head. No, it's not cool. Well, I loved my gift, Rick, and there's nothing better than my I gift. I love my gift. Who said I didn't love my gift? gift? I never said I didn't love my gift. I absolutely loved it, but it, it was, it, I probably, he probably would, we probably would have traded bottles. <laughs> if, if, you know what I mean? Like, if, if I had not stumbled upon that Blanton's, yeah. I probably would have traded him bottles, is what would have happened. So it was just, Rick, it was really cool because. I also want to give you something that that is special and something that's hard to get because you are a man like me that has everything. So you now have a, a, a fresh brand new bottle of Blanton's. It's amazing. So, Thank you very much for that. I it, really appreciate and, it. And, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, I think Blanton's is a, 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 a little overrated, but I want to... <laughs> nope. Um, nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky, you know I'm, a, I'm a, a Texas guy. It's the only Kentucky whiskey that is good. It's very good, and, and uh, you know, I will say that I'm proud to announce, since we're talking about whiskeys, um, that I have partnered up with Rebecca Creek uh, to do something. So if you absolutely love me, um, I would like to continue to work with Rebecca Creek. Please go to RebeccaCreek.com if they don't have it in the liquor stores around you, or if you're in Texas especially, go get a bottle, and uh, it'll be greatly appreciated by the Trevino. So we're very excited about it. But, I, I, Renee, I, I was... It was, it was a weird experience because, I don't know, I don't know how to explain this and maybe I'm going to sound selfish, but I, like I wasn't, I have in the past been very proud of me, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah. ooh, I'm proud of me. Yeah. You know, uh, when we filmed Relatable, I had a very, um, man, I'm proud of me that I pulled this off, yeah. right? Um, this one, I had, I had very little proud in, pride in myself, but more proud of you you just kept you like know? giving me all the props this weekend and i i was like you were the one up there on stage like with this killer set like well but but i think i think that this was the first time that, that you know and, and when rick came up to me several people came up to me and they go dude renee's killing it man like renee's doing a really good job yeah renee's um really knows what she wants 
really knows how to handle people. I mean, it's it just, uh, again, I, I think that the learning curve and all the things that me and you have gone through yeah. has got us to this moment. And, you know, I, I think the big message here to people that are watching or listening is that to take advantage of all of the moments because I think we did. And because we did, we, I mean, when I say take advantage, I was going to say, explain what you mean it, when you say was, take advantage of all the moments. It was, we're going to learn, even though we're not the producer, even though we're not the director, even right. though we're going to ask questions, yeah. we're going to get in there and learn, we're going to get in there and watch. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to take advantage of everything that's happening around us so that so that we can then um, learn. Replicate it or, yeah. Yeah. I just, I you know what, I enjoyed every single step of the process. Like I, I really did. I would like give myself a minute throughout the, you know, the days just because I loved every single second of it. The thing that was tough. By the way, we also learned that when Renee wants to get dressed and ready in a hurry, it can be fucking done. It, we learned that. We learned that when she wants to be ready quickly, that it can happen. No, that's not true. You don't see all the prep so that when it comes time to change and be ready quickly, it can happen. Um, and now, damn it, now I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I it's all right. It's all right. Um, um, just you, that I enjoyed every step of the, the yeah, process. I mean, that's what you were saying is that you, you were really kind of soaking it oh, in. Oh, well, and then I, I thought about it like... When we did My Life in Quarantine, I was pregnant, pregnant. When we did I Speak Wife, like as much as I wanted to be more involved, like I think I might have still been trying to breastfeed Delilah or, or Delilah was like little, Tiny, yeah. little, you know? And I look back and I, after, especially after doing this one, I was like, it's such a different experience. So as much as, you know, you say we want to be an example or try to be inspiring like the reality of the situation is when you are juggling when you were a mom and you were juggling a little one like that it's so so hard so please no no but we've please we've, don't think that it's easy and you know like no, but no we've we talked have a about team that, too, that, that helps us do it you know through through you i have learned how hard it is to be a mother a wife a woman like i i it's hard yeah you know and and, and in order to be a successful woman there's so many other things that you have to overcome and work even harder. Right. So again, you were still there and you were still making it happen. Yeah. And we, you know, Delilah was tiny and we had her on set and she was backstage and little Joe did steal our pot, uh, (laughs) our marijuana. (laughs) That was a story trait. Dude, Timmy opens up a brand new pin Right and goes, hey, you want to hit? And little Joe grabbed the box, put it in the back in the box, and then put it in his pocket. And, and we were like, yeah, okay. Well, little Joe just stole our pin. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it was just a, it was really a, a a beautiful weekend. And and you know what I love the most too is is my manager who I've known for so many years, like bringing his family for the first time to Texas. They got here early. We went to the ranch. We hung out. We did a lot of. <laughs> by the end of it, Trey, we went to Cavender's, and they all got cowboy hats. <laughs> you know, and and all of them were like, "I want it like yours. I want it like yours." And you know, I they're they're taller than me. I I bring my cowboy hats in because I'm short, 
and it just when you when I when you're short, you you look like a damn thumbtack. You're like you Speedy Gonzalez wearing a big old you know, sombrero. And you leave it wide. You gotta you gotta bring it in. You know, so these guys are like, no, we want it like Steve. Like Steve, Steve's a man. We want it like you know. Like, but I mean, the stuff that we crammed in from the ranch to the Spurs game to. I mean, we were just going and going and going. Well, that's your mode is when, and and I've learned that. And that's the other thing I think that has come from multiple specials is we figured out like what zone you need to live in before you film a special. And that is keep yourself like busy and occupied and someplace else with your mind somewhere else. Well, but I also appreciated that because, you know, I, I needed like 10 minutes for me and Brian to go through notes, but other than that, this was the first time that I, I, I didn't have to beg to have people in the green room. Yeah. You know, what happens in the past, Trey, is that, that, and Rick, is that they go, Steve needs to be left alone. And I'm like, no, I'm the opposite. I don't like to be left alone. I'd rather be in the green room with my friends. I'd rather be chatting. I'd rather be having a laugh, you know, than being sitting there alone. You know, like that, that doesn't work for me. I, I know there's other artists, and Trey, you've been around a million artists, that they need that second to get centered. They need that 10 minutes alone right, yeah. before the show. I don't, I prefer. So this was the first time too that I didn't feel like where, where before I'd be like, no, can you please let my mom in? <laughs> like, no, Trey and Sabrina are here. Please let them in. Like, you know what I mean? So, so I did appreciate that. And I think that that came Rick from you guys working with me so much that you guys didn't make it a concern. Well, it was also that you were way back in the green room and we were in the box with the cameras and it was such a long walk. Cause that was part, that was what was hard for me is like, I wanted to have a moment with you before the first show, but we were so busy and, you know, talking to audience and making sure the announcements were happening and so many moving pieces. And I was like, I just want to get like a little quick moment with Steve before the show. And I was trying to figure out when do I have enough time to run back there, give him a squeeze, but still be back in, in the booth where I need to be when show starts. Well, but, but, but remember, Deanna's worked with me for years. She, yeah. She's my old manager. Um, we parted ways in a very, very healthy way and an understanding way. So she came back and ran the stage, but she's also worked with me. So she also knew that I don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there was that moment where I'm like, I just need 10 minutes. 10 fucking minutes, please. Well, like, I had to have security. And, and poor Rebecca's the sweetest, kindest girl. She's so timid, uh -huh. you know. What happened? Well, at one point, like she just walked in because we were in the in Lori's office, basically. Uh huh. And she just walked in, and I was like, "I need five minutes." And she was like, "I'm sorry." Like, and I was like, "No, no, no, it's okay." Like, what are you doing? She was. I was just putting this. This is Lori's. I was just gonna put it back. I go put it back. You're fine. I go, but please ask people to give me five fucking minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, but it, it, everybody was just wonderful and. You know, at, at one point we were not going to bring the kids at all. And then I just, I had to share the moment with my kids. Yeah. You know, I had to have Garrett come out and, and Delilah come out. And even if it was just for a couple of hours, like I wanted them to see the stage, feel the energy. And, and I mean, our kids were amazing that day. Yeah. Like they even knew they're like, oh, some real shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> I better not piss my pants. <laughs> Nobody needs that right now. I'm on it, right? <laughs> um, but I am so proud of you, honey. And, and you know, we, we have always been a team. However, in my opinion, I've always been here and you've always been here. And you've had to climb 
And I honestly believe that at this show, we were here and we were, yeah. we were the same level. And, and it just, it was a really powerful, good feeling for me because I've always wanted that for you. Yeah. I've always wanted to be equals with you. I've always wanted you to have as much success as me, if not more. Yeah. And I felt like this weekend did that. Do yeah. you feel that? I, you know what? I'm just so... I am, you understand what I'm saying, Rick? Renee's going to just flush right over it. I, I do, but I also think that... I mean, it was months leading up to this. So you got to see how much detail she put into this. It wasn't like, hey, we just brought cameras and record. It was months of location scouting, going through transcripts, figuring out camera angles, figuring out actually how do we get this done in two shows. Can I be honest? This is, the yeah. first, this is the first time where I'm like, man... Rick does a lot of shit. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> this, like, I'm like, damn, they got sketches and fucking, they printed shit out. Like, man, they printed shit out. There is thought into what Rick does. Like, I thought he showed up and goes, camera, 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 let's go. That's, uh, <laughs> um, no, not that I didn't think you worked, but it, it, I, I, I gained a, a much more understanding because I would listen to the phone calls that you guys were having and, and I was like, I'm going outside, man. That, <laughs> that sounds like those people are working in there. I got to go, right? Um, but but it was, yes. All right, Steve, we'll start with you first. That, the let's just take Saturday's performance up. Is there anything that surprised you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, no, not, you know, not really. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was already drunk. Um, I was getting drunk on the second show Saturday. Were you really? Um, yeah, me and me and yeah, Jake came up to me and he was like, Jake came up to me and he was like, dude, you got it in the can first show, but it was so robotic. Let's have some fucking fun. And I took, um, he had a, uh, crown, uh, a Jack on the I'm rocks. I'm glad I didn't know a this. A Jack and Coke. And I was like, fuck it. I slammed the Jack and Coke. I go, let's have some fun. So then there was all this time in between that Jack and Coke and then me going up, but we thought we were going up. So then Jake's like, I have more. So then I slammed another one uh, while he was on stage, while I was on stage waiting to go up. And then Jake was like, he's like, dude, I got another one. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. So then I was drinking that Steve. one. So I was feeling good. Second show. It was. <laughs> you don't ever drink before. You, I'm shocked. I'm no, glad I didn't know because I might have. I might have like. No, but in but it. I honestly felt like Rick had a great. I mean, uh, Jake had a great point. You know, Rick was J Jake was like, "Look, man, you got it, right? Like that first show, you got it." Yeah. He's like, "Dude, have some fun." Now he didn't tell me to drink, <laughs> but I thought to myself, you know what? Like, we got it, right? Yeah. Wouldn't we agree that we got eighty percent? First show. Yeah, Rick and I are thinking we're going to use the first show. And then I was like, well, fuck it. Let's have a good time and do what I do and enjoy the night. And that's what I did. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad I didn't I just feel like I was holding a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants, he's telling us right now on the podcast when cameras are running. So I don't like. I, I feel like it. I went up to Trey and said, dude, you have a brother. You don't know about it, but I do. <laughs> I've been holding this secret. <laughs> Um, Did no, you have more fun this second show? I had a fucking great time second show. 
I was laughing. There was a moment when I was on stage, I was like, ooh, that's kicking in right now. Like, that's, that's happening. Like, uh, Lori dropped the ball, didn't stop me. Uh, Deanna didn't stop me. Nobody stopped me. Um, but no, there are, I, I think we have 80% from the first show. And then I know for a fact that there are some really beautiful moments that I liked uh-huh. um, in the second show. Rick and I were talking about that before right. we started filming today. There's some better wording. Uh-huh. Um, I of, also think you didn't hit your mark second show. And now I know you did not because you were drunk. Uh, I went drunk. Let's not say I was drunk. Uh, I well, mean, I said I, I was drunk because like, it's funnier, but I had a good buzz. Here um, I am trying to get camera in the right angle for you, and it's because you didn't hit your spot, Steve Trevino. Well, and then, and then we had all these little bottles of Rebecca Creek because Rebecca Creek sponsored, and then I slammed one of those too. But that's a whole nother thing. Someone was asking me. They were like, there was a bunch of little bottles of Rebecca Creek. Where did they go? Now we know. Yep, yep. And Joe Trevino too. He put them in his little <laughs> jacket, and he left with them. Okay, so the question is, where do we go from here? What's the process? Um, for Who me, asked that question? I, I'm the audience. I'm answering questions for the audience. Oh, Rick had a question. Oh, go ahead, Rick. I got one, one for you, Renee. From start to finish of this process, is there something that surprised you? Is there something you didn't like? Is there something that you loved doing? Um, I loved every minute of it. I was surprised by how much I loved every minute of it. And... I'm surprised that I was not more anxious, but I think that's a testament to the group of people that we had helping us, that they made me feel comfortable and everyone made me feel very capable. Um, I think I was better at it than I thought I was going to be, and I'm ready to do the next one. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I want to do it no, again. I, I, I got to say, Renee, like, you, you know, you are one. I, you might not like what I'm about to say, but I, I really believe that, that, you know, that kind of a job in entertainment is right up your alley because you are a preparer. You are a put it together. You are, you will put in the work, you will put in the research. You, I mean, you are such a, you know, I mean, there was, I mean, several nights Rick where I was going to bed and I'm like ready to watch TV with my wife. And I mean, she's got papers out and she's doing research and she's looking at other specials. I mean, she's just really, and in, in dove into all of it. And it was really impressive. You know? I think I, I, I knew that my strength was my proximity to you and my familiarity with your set. Um, and, and, you know, you uh, as an artist and a talent. And so I just tried to lean into that because I knew that was the one thing I had that another director wouldn't. But I honestly believe you could do that with, with anybody. I think that you would put in the research and the time to get to know somebody enough to be able to be a great director because you were, you were great, Renee. And, and I'm really proud of you. And I thank saw you. the work you put in and I appreciate thank it. So where do we, you. where do we go for now? Right, Trey, that's the next question. Now what? Well, I let Renee and Rick take a first pass at things, um, and then I will skim through. Oh my God, you hate to watch yourself, and I'm the one oh. who's like, I just, I want, I want to hear the yes from you, <laughs> and I feel like we often don't get it just because you hate to watch yourself back so much. It is, it is, you know, um, it's kind of like um, I'm trying to think like. If two people are artists, right? Mm -hmm. 
uh, let's just use a tattoo artist, for example, right? Yeah. A tattoo artist, if he does his own artwork, he'll never finish. Because he's so, he wants every detail. He wants, you know, he, he it's not perfect yet. And it's not perfect yet. And it's not perfect yet. And it's yeah. not. But if he tells another tattoo artist, like, go away, make this tattoo for me. This is my idea. And that artist brings it to him. And they go, oh, man, that's really great. Yeah. Put that on my arm. Yeah. It, it, he's not going to nitpick. The artist will not nitpick the details. Someone else's work. Right? Yeah. So they just you, appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. So I can't, I will nitpick every fucking phrase, every word. I'll be disappointed in the way I phrased something. I'll be yeah. disappointed in the way that I looked. I might've said, um, too much or I look fat or, you know, I mean, there's yeah. a million things that if I look at it, if I look at my own piece of work, I'm going to pick it apart. Yeah. Right. But if you guys who are artists and fans take a look at it and go, this is great. And we think it's great. Then I'll look at it and go, well, you guys think it's great. Awesome. But if I do it, it's going to be nonstop. Well, change this. And Rick, can I look at the other one? And then, you know, I wasn't watching me. Yeah. You guys were watching me. And I assure you that both of you in your head are going, Oh, we like the way he said that here. Yeah. That's going to fit here. You're already looking at it from the outside looking in. So I prefer that as an artist, I step back from it. Yeah. Let you guys come in. And I would assume musicians are like that. And I have met musicians. They will not release a song. And you go, you go, that song's fantastic. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it. Uh, I, I don't, it, it needs something else. And I'm going to, I'm going to go revisit it. And then it never comes out because that artist is not willing to let go of the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is coming out. So, but but that's why I'm letting it go. Yeah, I'm letting you guys take a pass at it. I'm letting you guys be the artists of how does it look and what what are the best lines and all that good stuff. Yeah, you know. So, RebeccaCreekDistillery.com. Please um, uh, go visit those guys. I will tell you, and I don't know if you know this, Rick. They made top ten whiskeys and bourbons that'll absolutely blow your mind this year. And they have a double Spanish oak. Holy shit, it's good. So I, get my hands I got you one. I have you one. But that they basically the cost as soon as that article went out, the Costco in New York City said, we want two barrels. Oh, they wanted all the barrels. They go, we want all the barrels. And then Rebecca Creek came back and said, you can only have two. Because they only have so much of it, right? Um, so check that out. Pick cherries. Love them. Appreciate them. Please download them. Amazing podcast. Our friends at Aztec Chevrolet, Uvalde Chevrolet, Goliad Ford. Go give those guys a visit. Give them a shot. Um, old salt coffee. Delicious. I drink it. I love it. Can't live life without it. Trey, have you had some here at the house since you've been here? I'm going to get you some. It's delicious. Um, our producer, Rick, uh, Gigi is, is just a, as attached to Rick as, as me and my wife are. Thank you guys so much. And for those of you that, that came out to the show, man, thank you so much for making it a, a very special night. Um, yes. I also want to say that we are still taking photographs of you. If you are a hardworking human, if you know a hardworking human, please go to my website, fill out the form, 
and send in a picture of you. And but but do it like now when you see this because that form is only living up there a little bit because we also do our New Year's card and we have to get that form up there so people can sign up on the website if they want to get our New Year's card mailed to them at home. We that's only going to live up there for a little bit too cuz then it's time to put them in the mail. Our family is growing. Thank you guys so very much. Um I think it's really going to grow after this special and uh, we want you guys to know that you're the originals. We know who you are. Thank you, and we love you. Bye.